You're listening to the Professional Brotherhood Podcast, because when the alarm sounds, nobody cares if you're career or volunteer. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Professional Brotherhood Podcast. It's Kara providing you with a little mutual aid episode today. I was thinking a little bit about how much we discuss leadership uh, on the program and how it's always a popular topic when we do talk about it. And I think it's um, really prevalent on everyone's minds um, for a lot of reasons um, in any of the departments that we have spoken to or any of the ones that we've gone to seminars to and a lot of our guests, um, leadership is always a big topic uh, to discuss. And it's, you know, it's a lot of moving parts. It's electing uh, reasonable and good, strong leaders that are going to carry your department's um, current load of needs and um, service delivery and also looking ahead to who you're uh, putting in charge for the future. Um, so there's a lot of pieces to it, and there's a lot, a lot, a lot of different schools of thoughts on leadership. And, you know, you can pick up any book anywhere uh, in the fire service and outside of the fire service in the corporate world, um, and there's lots of different schools of thoughts on on leadership in general. One of the things that... I really think about with leadership is problem-oriented leaders versus solution-oriented leaders. And this is by no means an exaltive list um, of, you know, there's only these two types. You know, we can categorize leadership in many ways. This kind of method that I've found seems to stick out because you can pretty easily read what type of leader you're dealing with if you look at it from are they a problem-oriented leader or a solution-oriented leader. And it's not necessarily saying one is right and one is wrong. It's more about identifying a person's leadership style so that you, if you are following this person or if you're somebody that's below their rank, have a better idea of how to work within their leadership style because really it goes both ways. You may have leaders that don't have a style that you really subscribe to or that doesn't resonate with you. You will make yourself crazy trying to change their leadership style. Now, am I saying you have to change everything that you're doing? And am I saying that 100% of the time, if the leadership is poor, you know, what you do is going to make it better or more successful? No. But we all have to take ownership of our ability to work with different types of people in different types of scenarios. We're all doing this job because we're essentially at the heart service-oriented people and we want to help and we want to take care of our communities. So learning to recognize people's different leadership styles and how you respond to them is a really, really important bit of self-awareness that we as firefighters don't always think about. So problem-oriented leaders are the folks that become really good really early on in their career as firemen at identifying problems. 
right? They can point out, uh, this is what we did wrong. Uh, this is why we should have the tools on this in this compartment versus this compartment. This is why we should you know, purchase this versus this. This is the problem that we had. This is the problem with this staff member, et cetera, et cetera, right? They can identify those problems. Typically, these people have a lot of confidence. They are fairly assured that what they say is going to at least be heard by somebody, right? And they truly believe that identifying problems is a leadership skill. And if they identify enough problems and bring these problems to, uh, you know, upper level management or administration or whatever your terms are, that they will be recognized as being resourceful and useful. So certainly when you are dealing with as many moving parts as a fire department has, identifying when there's a problem is a really important skill. There's absolutely no discounting that. The problem occurs when naming problems and identifying that as a leadership skill becomes the person's identity. So then there's really no room for solutions because if solutions are offered and solutions are put into place, it takes away the problem. And when you start taking the problems away, if they're a problem-oriented leader, their ability to lead kind of falls down like a house of cards. They also have a really hard time accepting any solutions that are offered by others. And that's kind of for the same reason that I just spoke about. Any solution really needs to be their idea and what was brought before the body as as a solution that they came up with for the problem that they identified. If they identify a problem and somebody in the room comes up with a great solution for it, they are very likely to immediately start identifying the problems with that solution. They will poke holes in it. They will shoot it down because they didn't come up with it. And it's a threat to their leadership style. If they do, if they are able to take on any solutions that are offered, they first will try to reframe it as their own idea. You know, this is the type of thing where you're in a group setting and you hear the words, well, that's what I was just going to say. Or, um, well, I thought of that uh, too, and this is what I thought of, or this is how I uh, would roll that out. So they may take a solution, but not without taking ownership of it and reframing it as their own idea. Unfortunately, this style of leadership also seems to come with a real lack of self-awareness and a lack of ability to take criticism or grow into a different type of leader. They usually seem to think that they've got most of what they need to do all figured out. There's not a lot of room to learn or grow as a leader or look into different leadership styles. So that kind of in a nutshell is is what I'm talking about when I say problem-oriented leadership. Solution-oriented leaders, they know the problems, right? They can see the problems, but they don't have a need to state them or get recognition for identifying them. They know what the problems are, but they immediately go to work on, here's a solution that I'm going to offer for this problem that I've identified, maybe before anybody else has even identified that it's a problem. So their leadership style is to find a solution before 
they've identified the problem, and then bring it together as a package to the rest of the team. They lead with solutions, and they tend to possess a lot of creativity, right? They can look at a problem really objectively and come up with some different scenarios and kind of work through it on their own before they maybe bring anybody else in. Or they may also say, hey, I'm working on this problem. These are some of the solutions that I've come up with. Let me get your opinion on this. You know, um, These are the people that may find an issue with um, you know, anything on the fire ground that's happened, and they immediately will bring in the pump operator to talk about it. And they'll immediately bring in the, you know, the lieutenant, if they're captain, to talk about it. Because they have already started to put together solutions before the problem has been discussed or brought to the rest of the body. They tend to be very open-minded and and think, you know, that they always have something to learn. You know, they can be taught. They maybe even enjoy learning and they may even like to learn about different leadership styles and see if it can be incorporated into what they're already doing. So they have a little bit more of an open book style of leadership that is really desirable. And, you know, these folks sometimes don't go noticed as potential leaders. It might just be like a senior man or or something like that that maybe is not even in the officer line yet. Or, um, you know, some in some cases you may have one, a brand new guy that just is like, hey, um, I was thinking about this. Why don't we do things this way or why don't we do this that way? A lot of times that can be shot down, especially in our younger and newer guys. And it's a real opportunity to recognize that person as potentially being a solution-oriented leader. And those are the skills that you want to have in your leadership team. So it's really easy to kind of um, put those people to the wayside because they're not stomping. They're not the ones stomping their feet and saying, this is a problem. This is a problem. They're the ones saying, hey, can we try this? Can we do this? Um, so, you know, culturally as a fire service, sometimes that's not always welcomed and, uh, it's a real shame because like I said, it, it really can benefit everybody. Uh, if you, if you start to look at it as a leadership opportunity, um, these folks will take criticism and view it as like an interesting counterpoint, um, they don't automatically think that it's a personal attack on them or a challenge to their to their leading. They listen. They also won't tolerate ridicule just for the sake of grandstanding. So if somebody has a counterpoint or something that they disagree with, they want to listen and hear it, but they also have an ident- uh, ability to identify bullshit, right? So they can see if somebody is just grandstanding to hold on to the problem-oriented side when a solution is being offered, and they can address that. You know, they, they're confident. It's a quiet confidence that they have, and that's, a, that's an excellent um, characteristic for leaders. Leadership style really should be fairly fluid and it should be adaptable to, you know, the situations that you're in and to what your team's needs are. You know, we're, we have uh, so many different situations where leadership comes into play. It's not just in the meetings and the policy writing and, you know, writing up your SOGs and the administrative end of it. Leadership obviously needs to be uh, maintained on the fire ground, you know, we need to be doing aggressive attack, uh, and we need to have leaders 
that understand and can think fluidly on their feet when they are putting their men in those situations. If we have people that are only identifying and pointing out problems, they're really selling themselves short as a leader because they're not having that mindset of growth where they can identify where the solutions are and involve other people in carrying them out. When you have someone on the fire ground that you know that you can count on, you know they have accountability, that's huge, right? That's so, so important. It's the piece of, are you where you said you were going to be, when you said you were going to be there? Are, did you do what you said you were going to do when you said you were going to do it? This repetitive method of accountability breeds reliability. It breeds, breeds the perceived knowledge that you have skill And then more importantly, it breeds emulation. People who emulate others around them show the characteristics and that becomes the root of the organization. That promotes growth for everybody. It shows strengths and then the team can reach their goals. So making those steps towards being accountable for your actions as a leader, but also being accountable for your ability to interact with everyone's leadership style as different as A and B really makes the whole team stronger. It's not something that's necessarily really easy to do, but it's something that people really should be looking into. Um, you know, I, I don't think that people as humans are always great at self-reflection. It's very challenging for most people to look into themselves, um, to be accountable for their own actions and reactions but it's a skill that can be learned. It's something that you can do if you practice. Additionally, I think it's so important to make sure that you're not getting stuck, right? That even if you started out as one type of leader and you took a hard line and that became your reputation or that became how you're known, And maybe that worked out for you for a little bit because people followed you for different reasons, like they didn't, you know, out of fear or they they didn't think they had a choice or whatever. But then you notice that it's not working out so well for you anymore. Don't be afraid to take a step back and do that self-reflection and say, maybe it's not me as a person or them as a person. Maybe it's my leadership style. And maybe I can change the way that I'm doing things and get a better result. And maybe when you started out as a leader, that's the way things had to be done, you know? And now you've built your team up and they're doing more and they've changed and adapted. So then your leadership style might need to adapt and change too. Maybe you've brought other leaders up, you know? Maybe you've made them stronger and now you can't address and deal with your um, staff the same way. And don't be afraid to, to think that you can't make that change. It's never too late to make that change. You know, especially in the volunteer service, we're really, um, and, and to be honest with you, just in career, you know, trying to get people into the fire service and then stay in the fire service is a battle for everybody. I don't care if you're getting paid to do it or not. It is a battle for everybody right now. So things like the way that we are interacting with each other is very important. 
and I know that, that people are thinking, oh, we're going to make the fire service soft. You know, people need to stop being pansies and et cetera, et cetera. I'm not talking about making this fire service kinder, gentler, nicer. Like it is down and dirty, results oriented, life risking, life shortening work. There is no two ways about that. That is 100% correct. So you do need to be tough. And you do need to be able to have broad shoulders, but you also don't have to be a dick for the sake of being a dick. There's just no reason for it. And it just brings everybody else down. And you're pushing people away from being, from having an interest in going into this line of work. And and that's not needed and not helpful. You know, um, have that ability to self-reflect. Take a look at your leadership style every so often and say, is how I'm doing things still working for the team that I'm trying to lead? You know, be teachable. None of us are perfect. We don't, all, we don't always have all of the answers. One of the most valuable things that you can say is, I don't know, let's go find out. You know, lower yourself down to the level of being humble. Because there's no way that you can know everything. We, we, can't, we can situationally try to plan for every event that we can think of in the fire service. But there's going to be shit that happens that we never thought of and did not know about. You've got to humble yourself to say, I don't have all the answers and I might not be doing everything right. And if you are following a leader and you don't like the way that they're leading... You also have to do that self-reflection to say, how am I interacting with this person? I get that maybe their leadership style is not one that I like, but what can I do about it? You might not be able to control the other person and you might have to work under them for years. So how are you going to do that? The answer is not to quit because there's going to be somebody else that comes along in your life in any other kind of scope that's going to be the same way. You're going to be much better off and much happier and more contented and more successful in any of your ventures if you can figure out how you're going to make it work. And honestly, you know, the citizens and the people that we serve, they don't want to know. They, they, don't, they don't even, some of them don't even know if we are, you know, paid or if we are volunteer or if we're from, you know, they see people show up in, in their gear and they're like, they don't know that they're mutual aid uh, and from two towns over, right? They have no idea. They don't want to know. It's up to us to be professional, put our own personal stuff aside and figure out how to make it work and solve their problem. That's what we're here for. That's what we should be doing and that's what we should be focused on. That's my two cents for today on problem-oriented leaders versus solution-oriented leaders. As usual, we love to hear your feedback uh, on the show. You can send us uh, a DM on the Professional Brotherhood social media. We love to interact with anybody that's listening and we love to hear what you thought and what input that you have. Um, Thanks, everybody, for listening and stay safe.